What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we jump into another spooky movie. Uh, coming at you a little bit differently than we normally are. At least I am. True. Um, I am currently in Los Angeles uh, seeing the... Well, I didn't come here for you, not really, but it was a plus. <laughs> I mean, I like <laughs> that, to that think, I did get I like to, see to you. think it was for me, but I know the truth. Yeah, I mean, partly it was homie's business, <laughs> which is one half of you. So yeah, I'm in LA right now. Uh, the recording setup's a little bit differently than it normally is, but we're making it work. This is also slight podcast history because i don't think we've ever recorded from the same state before very true same state same time zone that's it i was about to say like (laughs) we're on the same something else but we're really not we're not (laughs) maybe another hundred episodes will be in the same room we'll see yeah perhaps eventually (laughs) but we will I am here because we had some exciting stuff come up for us this past week, um, which is now currently for us. You know, all this timeline stuff actually (laughs) has a lot to do with our movies, so this works out well. But we had some exciting events to attend this past week. Um, one which Roshane went to on his own, and the other one I didn't want to miss out on the fun, so I decided to join him for, but we got invited to check out some horror movie advanced screenings, and they were very, very fun, very exciting. There were actually two movies that we had, if you guys join us on our streams on Monday, we had actually previously watched the trailers for them. And had had very brief discussions about them and then ended up getting invited to go watch them. So that was very awesome, very exciting. And some firsts for us, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that this is something that we haven't gotten to do before. So we wanted to share that excitement with you. And also, I think, just give you guys a huge thank you because a lot of these opportunities that we will get Although, yes, it does have to do with us. Uh, You guys also deserve a lot of that credit because it's your continued support that helps us get these opportunities at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, like, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Very grateful for that. Yeah, very true. And honestly, going to these events, it really feels like we're just an extension of the community anyway. I feel like a representative of the homies because like erica said we wouldn't be getting to do any of these cool fun things if it wasn't for you guys so as we said thank you so much um for real like y'all have been rocking with us for a very long time and uh you apparently like something about us and for that we are grateful also a big thank you to a24 and ifc midnight 
for the invitations to both of the movies. We had an absolutely fabulous time. And feel free to invite us whenever. That was fun. We'd love to do it again. Yeah, we loved it. Enjoyed it very, very much. But yeah, if you guys want to maybe hear us... um, talk a little bit more in depth about the experience we had i also would like to let you guys know you know how the trip was and everything uh slight little plug again for our twitch come and hang out with us uh during our stream and yeah ask us any questions that you were are interested in learning maybe what the experience was like we would love to answer those for you Mm -hmm. but as i mentioned earlier the uh timelines is very very important for our movie today but also birthdays is also important for our movie today we are talking about this movie because it was well it's funny because had we actually recorded this on our normal day of wednesday that would have been my birthday right but with everything that happened, we ended up pushing it back. So we're not recording it on my actual birthday, but we did choose this because it was my birth week. And we're talking about Happy Death Day. Mm-hmm. A uh, very happy tale based on birthdays that is totally yeah. fun and <laughs> rainbow-filled. Yeah. Nothing bad happens to our final girl. Nothing horrible. Nothing horrible happens to her on her actual birthday. She doesn't die (laughs) in horrible ways multiple times. Everything ends up working out in the end, though. So it is a good tale (laughs) for the most part. For the most part. (laughs) Uh, I think one of the most important things here, first off, is happy birthday, Erica. I know it's several days past... Um, And some of us have already wished you happy birthday, but to solidify the birthday week, happy birthday to you. Thank you. Hopefully it was good. Hopefully you had fun on your birthday week. I know you're doing a lot right now, so um, fair (laughs) if you want to save that for the stream. But, uh, you know, from me to you, I'm, I'm hoping that you enjoyed it and that it's been a fun week. And I'm excited to talk about this movie with you because this was a fun pick. Yeah, this was super fun. And I will say I had a much better time on my birthday than Tree did on the multiple uh, reincarnations of her birthday. So I call that a win. (laughs) I had a better experience than her, actually any of her birthdays, because I was going to say even the last real birthday that she had, still not a great day. Not a great day. No, by any means. Did you, had, had you seen this movie, by the way, or no? No. Mm. I hadn't seen this movie. Well, I hadn't seen this movie all the way through, I should say. I had seen some scenes from it, but I hadn't seen, like, the full storyline. Gotcha. In its entirety. Okay. Well, then this will be fun to talk about. Should we then hop right in and start uh, discussing and dissecting The Day That Never Ends? I think we should. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) All right, homies, we are entering into spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But today, like we said, we are talking about Happy Death Day. This movie was directed by Christopher Landon, with a script written by Scott Lubdell, starring Jessica Roth as Tree and Israel Brussard as Carter. Every day is a new beginning. A new opportunity to live, laugh, and grow. Unless, of course, you're Tree Gelbman, a spunky college student who wakes up every day with the same thought. 
I'm going to die. And she does. Again and again and again. Tree is stuck in an endless loop of murder as she is forced to relive the night of her death. But on the bright side, it is her birthday. Insert Buzzkill Sprinklers, Savage Sorority Sisters, and 63 bottles of beer on a wall here. Our film concludes with Tree and her new friend Carter working together to break the bloody cycle and figure out who is killing Tree before her seemingly infinite lives run out for good. Also, roll credits. Very good. I, I think... Well, I, I, I think I mentioned this to you when we like first picked this movie is that I had realized that this is the same director as Freaky, Freaky. right? Freaky, mm-hmm. Yes. So I was very excited. Same. Once I remembered that because if you homies haven't checked out our Freaky episode yet, spoiler alert, we both very much enjoyed that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a really good, it was a really good slasher film and- Something about Christopher Landon's work, um, it manages to capture the slasher vibes that I think both of us love, um, while still being able to tell a feel-good family story in a way. Yeah. Like, this movie has some brutality to it, but it's, you know, it's a PG-13 horror movie, and it's one that I do think can be watched by, by a majority of the family, and I think it's really impressive that um christopher landon was able to do that with freaky uh so i was very excited for happy death day obviously you do see a lot of death in this movie Mm -hmm. she dies quite quite often but a lot of the death in this is played to comedic effect although i do think that that's true of freaky as well i think freaky freaky's deaths are a little bit more brutal Mm -hmm. at times because we are dealing with um in that movie, I think a serial killer who is just kind of after anybody and anyone mm-hmm. and is killing people and it sticks in that movie. So some of the deaths are a little bit more brutal. Yeah. I think whereas in this one, we know that Tree is going to be okay. So yeah. like nothing ever gets too crazy. <laughs> it's true. Um, I did just double check. Uh, Freaky was an R-rated movie. So they did have a little R- bit more okay. leeway. Yeah. Um, but even so, this one being PG-13, uh, like you said, didn't really, I think, take away from the movie at all. Uh, since we are dealing with like a Groundhog Day scenario, death is used a little bit differently this time around. It's not really about how she dies. It's more so just the fact that she still dies rather than how brutally can we kill our main character? Because that's not the point. And so I think that it was used very effectively, but, you know, we'll go into it a little bit here soon. Uh, but since you are the birthday girl, Erica, why don't you start us off by please telling me what is in your notebook? Um, yes. So the very first thing that I noticed is actually, like, 
before the movie even starts is when they're doing the logo, mm-hmm. the Universal logo, and it keeps restarting. Re- restarting, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I always love when movies do little things like that, little gags that fit into the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. I felt the same way about the Candyman remake. Yeah. Um, and like uh, things like that, I think, just really get the audience in the mood mm-hmm. for it. It gets you excited because you're like, okay. All right. This is kind of this is like a full on experience. I think when movies really tie that into credits and logos and things like that, it feels more like an experience than mm-hmm. a movie at times. So once I saw that, I was like, "Ooh, I'm excited!" Right? Yeah, it's always such a nice touch. It takes something that you see all the time, and then uh, it flips it on its head a little bit. It just it's slightly different enough that it piques your interest. Because I don't know about you, but I typically check out during the title card sequences up until the movie starts unless they do something like this no i agree it's just a little bit of extra fun i mean i like i said i knew this movie was going to be fun going into it but that beginning bit just got me really hype for some reason Mm -hmm. it was just and i also think they did a good job they played with the rule of three because there was a minute i was like okay this is gonna stop after the third time they're gonna replay it and replay it and replay it and it's gonna be the perfect amount and thankfully it was because i do think you could have gone too far with that but yeah they only do it three times Mm -hmm. and then we get into the movie and i love i don't know it's it's such a, a simple premise i think at the core of it yeah it's especially because it's the same day over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that you already know going in. You're like, everything that I'm seeing, all these little bread com- breadcrumbs, all these little bits and bobs that she is experiencing throughout her day, I will see these multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is something simple in the storytelling in that way. And then what you can do with that is the exciting part. That's the part that you really want to like bite into. And I will say, I think they did a good job choosing the moments, like choosing those moments that are supposed to stick out to the audience. Mm-hmm. I do think they did a good job with that. I think they had just enough stuff and i like that it starts with her her in this dorm room with carter Mm -hmm. and i think the setup for that of them being in college and them have being at this party and her not remembering anything that had happened and so you as an audience member and tree as a character assume that they've slept together and this is like the morning after But then it's nice because as the movie progresses, you learn what has really happened. Mm -hmm. And the way that Carter is acting in this scene makes so much more sense later down the line. Yeah. Once you find out, like, what really happened the night before. And I thought that that was, like, a fun extra bit because I was thinking, I was like, he's acting very shy (laughs) and aloof for someone who maybe hooked up with this person the day Mm -hmm. before. And at first I just thought it was because Tree is so aggressive in comparison to him. Right. And he just felt maybe, like... Like, he wasn't sure how to talk to her now that he was sober. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, I'm like, later on, I'm like, oh, it's because 
they didn't have sex and he really does like her so it's like a weird situation yeah but i liked that i thought that I, was fun yeah same and i like that it was written in such a way though that it doesn't give it away that first time through um you really do kind of piece it together yourself what happened there and i think 90 percent of people will just assume that yeah they slept together um most of, most of us are jaded enough that we wouldn't think that a good guy like carter exists um but it's fun because like you see the way that he's acting the the way that he is does make sense with what actually happened that night but without knowing what happened um his actions can still mean different things like like you said he can just be like a shy guy like maybe they did hook up but you know he's not the type to um gloat or like feels like he's maybe just uh surprised that it even happened you know and so there are multiple ways that you could take that scenario and even moving through like the quad sequence and all that stuff as things are happening like you see these things at face value and some of them are like not everything is like a big uh, giant clue for you to find or something like that but a lot of things can be taken at face value especially on that first time through and I agree with you. I think what they chose to use as like our our totems in a way or however you want to call them, just the things that keep us grounded in the cycle of the day. I think that they were very good choices. They were easy to point out, easy to remember. And every time they happened, it was very easy to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it I, kind of going off of what you said, it is nice that some of them are a little bit more irrelevant in the grand sense of or in the grand scheme of things or a little bit more face value there's little bits and that are more so for tree to be like oh this has happened before such as like the car alarm Mm -hmm. or the sprinklers going off on that couple those are things that don't really affect anything within the story but they are more so just for us to recognize these things are continuously happening but then there are other little things like signing the petition mm-hmm. or waving to the sorority sister when tree goes into the house those little things that also feel kind of irrelevant but um are important to tree's growth as a character because right. those are things that she has power over the way that she reacts to those things is completely within her and and show how she changes cuz at first, she's very dismissive of these people and very almost, uh, with the petition, irritated by it. And then with the other girl, it's just like not even important enough for her to acknowledge this person. Mm-hmm. And those are little things that don't seem important at all. But then I think by the end of the movie and the growth of her character, she realizes that those little moments are meaningful. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's cool is... All of these little moments throughout your day that kind of feel insignificant and like they shouldn't matter can matter to the other people. Like those little interactions, like you see how much it affects the other people mm-hmm. and how like Tree doesn't even realize that that could have been the case. And then obviously there's bigger ones like her um, – her, interaction with danielle her sorority sister or even her thing with her professor like ah those are those are bigger impacts to the story right but i don't it's like these little weird things that at first just seem so unimportant 
Mm-hmm. And then later on, I'm like, you're doing it, Tree. You're doing <laughs> it for the girls. And I love that for you. <laughs> you're, you're finally catching on. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's cool. And I also was thinking about it while I was watching it. I was like, it must have been fun to film these things, like these same things over and over again which you mm-hmm. already do anyway when you're acting you film the same scene over and over again it yeah. kind of can become monotonous but it must have been fun to film it knowing that that was the point yeah. it's like we're gonna get a shit ton of cuts of this scene and they're all gonna be a little bit different like that was a bit i feel like that would have been really fun mm-hmm. yeah and like you have the license to take scenes differently because that's what you're supposed to do like we're gonna put you in the mm-hmm. same scenario but now you have a different lens go in there have fun and do what you're gonna do um i think that that's the fun thing about this format um with this movie um just kind of like how freaky is a play on freaky friday uh this movie mm-hmm. is very much a play on groundhog day and it isn't shying away from it by any means it is fully accepting the fact that it's taking that formula and using it for its own uh for its own reasons but it does it in such a way that feels unique it feels fresh um i don't feel like i'm by any means watching groundhog's day again other than by formula alone um yeah and then i also just a quick kind of personal fun shout out um the girl at the sorority that gets waved to actually went to the same college that we did. Um, her name's Tran. I got to meet her a couple of years ago, but uh, she's actually a really cool person. And I freaked out when I saw her in this movie. I was like, no way. <laughs> I know her. Oh, wow. Uh, that's awesome. So that's always fun to see people that you know in movies that you're watching. I, I get a giddy feeling whenever it happens. Uh, but yeah. Shout awesome. out to Tran. Hope you're doing well. If you ever hear shout this. <laughs> You was killing it. You, you was killing it with that joy. wave, girl. We see you. You was killing it with that wave. And you were also killing it at the end after a body fucking <laughs> fell out in front of you and you had to be distraught. I thought that was a very good scream that you let out. So kudos to you. <laughs> um, but uh, going off of the filming things a couple of times, I did see that with the quad sequence, which is kind of our titular, like, go back and watch this sequence again and again and again. Mm-hmm. I guess they filmed that over the course of like two days and they just shot that specific sequence on repeat and it seems like for the most part it was fun they didn't have to deal with some technical stuff like i think at some point the sprinklers malfunctioned and they lost like mm. a couple hours just because they couldn't get the sprinklers to work correctly which is you know fun little random facts for you homies at home yeah. if you didn't know yeah i like the quad scene especially when she starts embracing the loop and Mm -hmm. kind of tries to help although i will say she did not give that couple far enough (laughs) notice for them to get out of the way of the sprinklers and she's like you're welcome i'm like they're still soaking wet like you really gave them two seconds notice before the sprinklers came on i mean kudos to her for trying right like come on come on now tree this is day eight <laughs> you, you knew they was gonna go off <laughs> which which part of the quad sequence was your favorite or which part did you look forward to seeing variations of the most oh definitely the the um guy in the frat uh who, oh, like falls was, oh falls oh, oh <laughs> when they're doing the like uh 99 bottles of beer on the wall that yeah. guy yeah, yeah, yeah when the like the the hazing guy who like passes out mm-hmm. i liked 
I liked that one. I, I I really like that one too. It's for me it's a toss up between that and the honestly just the canvasser, just because I think that one changes so much over the course of uh tree changing. Mm-hmm. Um but also another fun fact, this one has absolutely nothing to do with the movie, but um as a youngster I actually once completed 99 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> Me and a couple of friends at a sleepover, I shit you not, decided overnight we were going to do 99 bottles of wow. beer on the wall. And two of us stayed up until like six in the morning and we finished it. It was the worst experience of my life. I was just about to say, that sounds like the worst sleepover experience that it I could was ever dream of in my, awful. <laughs> in my life. Absolutely <laughs> awful. The first, you know, the first like 15 bottles, you know, it's all fun and games. And then once you're, once you're like 60 bottles in, you're truly just in it at that point. It's like either you accept yeah. that you gave up 60 bottles of beer of your life's time or you finish this game. And I think you know me well enough to know which option I would pick at that point. Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> I would throw up if, if I was in the midst of doing that. Well, and then in the movie, what? They're on, like, their 26 hour or something, something like that. So, um, so they must just be doing it over and over and over again. What? I mean, I, I can't even believe that man made it to 26 hours. <laughs> What? A a whole day? That's preposterous. Because I would have had to... It's not for me. The the brotherhood life is not for me if this is is what it takes. 10 out of 10 would not recommend trying to finish that game. Just throwing that out there as somebody who's been there. It's not worth. Not worth the time nor the effort. Who made that game up? Because that is a, a crime to society. <laughs> they should be punished Some sick, and tried for their crimes. individual. <laughs> Probably the murderer of our film, honestly, created that yeah. game. <laughs> John Toombs. Is his first name John? I know his last name is Toombs. Yeah, but Mr. yeah, that seems, like some, that seems like something he would enjoy. He would sing that <laughs> menacingly while chasing a victim. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I do like that guy, and I like yeah. that she eventually brings him a, a pillow. pillow. It's, the sm- it's like the smallest variation to the day, but for some reason it feels so significant. Because mm-hmm. it it's almost like that was the one part of the, the day that, how could she change that, right? Everything else, right. she had some... A license to be able to change but that moment it seemed like man's was hitting the ground regardless didn't matter what she did and then the choice later on to just bring a pillow so simple but i loved it yeah the only one that i was kind of like Meh, about was the first guy who has sunglasses on yeah. and then looks at her mm-hmm. and she ends up just stealing his sunglasses i don't know what i thought she was gonna do with that but mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Though, in the grand scheme of things, I'm okay with us not spending a lot of time on that character. Like, I don't think we needed yeah. to. A, a quick nabby glasses is enough for me. Yeah, that's fine. Like, you can keep the sunglasses. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know what I thought would have happened with him. But I-, I think similarly to Freaky, we once again have a character that has some kind of a character flaw that they 
need to overcome and through some supernatural elements they work themselves through that whereas in freaky her flaw was a little bit more of just being unsure of herself and very passive then this one tree is kind of the opposite she is very sure of herself and very kind of aggressive and unkind and very Mm self-absorbed for when we first meet her but then also we can tell that there is something that is affecting her something from her past that is making her kind of put up this wall emotionally Mm -hmm. and we can tell that it has something to do with her birthday because she tries to hide that it's her birthday from everybody and we also see that she's like keeps avoiding her father's phone calls Mm -hmm. and i actually think that they do a pretty good job of making tree's journey in this movie feel pretty like it it feels organic to me oh yeah it makes it makes sense to me the path that she travels because tree to begin with even though that's how we meet her and we see a lot of things that she's doing that are very selfish and not good you can tell that that's not the way that she's always been like Mm -hmm. down in like deep down inside she is doing these things and acting out for a specific reason. And so as time goes on, I like that it's more of a gradual change and it kind of like picks away at her rather than her immediately trying to like be nice and fix things. Cause that's not ever really her. I think maybe in some of these movies, it could be like, Oh, well you need to be nicer or you need to do this, this and that to make the day different. Mm -hmm. And that's never really what she's meant to do. In her opinion, she's just meant to figure out who's killing her. So her kind of like changing and being a better person is totally her. Like she's just kind of doing that as time goes on Mm -hmm. and so then when we meet her at the end i like that she still feels like the same person but she just feels like more of herself of who she probably used to be yeah and i liked like i enjoyed her journey i i think it felt very subtle and very realistic for who she is as a character Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure i definitely did not like her at the beginning just because of you know her attitude and the way she carried herself but was definitely a fan of her by the end and i agree with you the journey felt very natural very organic um and i really appreciated that it felt like her journey like yes carter was there for most of it and was assisting and um i think helping her along but at the end of the day she really had to make all the changes for herself It wasn't a case of, like, Carter trying to change her. He was really there as, like, a vehicle to just assist whenever, like, she needed. Um, I'll bet assist that reset every single day. But (laughs) yeah, um, I think just being around and once the reveal happens that they don't hook up and she kind of gets more of an idea of who he is, I, I think maybe she's slightly more inspired to just be a good person because she sees or she meets this person who 
is actually genuine um, throughout this day. Like, she's going through this day talking to a lot of the people that she typically talks to every day from, like, her sorority sisters to the doctor teacher guy and all these people who kind of have these, like, surface-level relationships with her. And then throughout this cycle, she starts building this genuine connection with Carter. And I think that influenced her a little bit. But at the end of the day, all of her choices to change how she operates with other people all come from her. And I think that's what makes the journey feel so complete and so natural is because the chain of events that lead her to becoming a better person are she's being murdered over and over and over again. And someone out there hates her enough or has enough cause or reason to want to kill her every day of this day. And I think that has to change you in some in some way, shape, or form. I think any yeah. of us, if we're getting killed every single day and we get a second chance at it, at some point we have to stop and think, did I do something to somebody that would make them want to yeah. murder me? <laughs> Am I the drama? Am <laughs> I the issue? Yeah, because they have that moment where Carter says, well, because well, Carter's the one that comes up with the idea of, well, you, you probably need to solve your murder. Maybe that's why this keeps happening. And so then they start making that list. And I think when she makes that, she kind of realizes, like, damn, I do kind of have a hit list now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sheesh, I wasn't as nice as I thought I was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, dude, that trans that transition was so good to me. Because I love that this movie starts, um, I think, the way that it should, right? We get introduced to the idea um tree goes through her day she dies that first time right and then when she comes back we have this natural like what the fuck just happened Mm -hmm. but she's still not fully aware of the game yet like she doesn't get it she's just like trying to piece things together and by the time she has the conversation with carter about trying to figure out who on this hit list is murdering her i do think the movie shifts to the fun and games portion and i absolutely love that shift i love that we went from tree being just so scared and freaked out about what's happening to all right this is happening to me i have to kind of accept this what do i do from here and that whole montage of her trying to figure out who her killer is is probably one of my favorite parts of the movie just seeing her yeah yeah seeing her like tackle the day die and be like Okay, let me try that again. Like, I'm a person who loves repetition. So just seeing that in practice was a lot of fun. Yeah. Also, Tree accidentally kills one of her sorority sisters <laughs> <laughs> whilst trying to solve her own murder. The one sorority sister who's, like, consistently getting attacked or not attacked. Well, like, verbally attacked every single day. Mm-hmm. Tree accidentally, like, snaps her neck with a baseball bat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. Like, whoops. I was like, dang. <laughs> But, yeah, I enjoyed watching her. It, it, it adds, like, a fun mystery element to it. Mm-hmm. it it's kind of Scooby-Doo-ish me. a little bit. I was just about to say, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of Scooby-Doo because it's a silly mystery, a fun mystery. But it is that, like, we need to unmask the killer mm-hmm. kind of a vibe. And, like, there's a list of suspects and we have to figure it out. And then it has that kind of poppy, vibrant feeling to the unmasking rather than super dark and gritty Mm -hmm. and i like that it works for the tone i think it makes it enjoyable because there is the little twists that they give to it that 
helps give it the stakes because I think otherwise it would just be okay she's stuck in this loop Mm -hmm. what else but they give this they give weight and consequences to it because every time that she dies she sustains the injuries from Mm -hmm. that it's not like her body is resetting she is resetting but internally she's still suffering from whatever happened the day before which i i will say that's kind of like medically a stretch i think i like when they gave that reveal i didn't understand what was being said there but i was like (laughs) none of it makes any sense (laughs) none of it makes sense thankfully i think it works because none of this what's happening to her makes sense and we never get any answers for that which i think they do go into it more in the second one but Uh, as far as this one as a standalone we don't get any answers at the end of the day which is oh sorry no i was gonna say which i'm totally cool with okay (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's totally which is totally okay but i think helps to make that work where you're like sure i buy yeah sure her organs are failing and shutting down and she should be dead okay (laughs) i get that because we needed we at that point we needed that we did because that's on the tail end of the fun and games where now she feels invincible like yeah she's stuck in the day but at least she's finding ways to enjoy it like now that this is her new normal she's finding ways to navigate and have fun with it but as soon as you introduce that element whether or not it makes sense i think is at least for this particular movie irrelevant it just um, they gave a good enough reason that adds, like you said, the stakes to, okay, we can't keep doing this forever. Like, they, we're going to yeah. have to figure this out. There is there is You're now a time limit. Clock. Yeah. Yeah. Your body is your time limit. It mm-hmm. can only sustain so much. So you need to figure out who is murdering you or you have to try and get through the day without being murdered and hope that maybe it just resets and i for her she doesn't really know which is the solution and of course we don't know i mean i think it's let me know if this was that way for you for me i felt it was very obvious that this person was specifically after tree but i think for her she felt like she was just thinking that it like she was in their path Like, I kept thinking, okay, this person is, like, legitimately always searching you out and finding you out. So it made sense that it would be someone that she knew. Mm -hmm. So when she thought it was John Toombs, I didn't think that. I was like, yeah, that was like, that was so weird. Fucking way. It was was so random for, like, everything we'd set up to then just be like, oh, it was this random third-party serial killer that's been after her the whole time. Like, that doesn't track with everything else. Yeah, because it it is clever the way that they set it up because all throughout the movie she's hearing this news story. Mm -hmm. She's hearing it in bits and pieces about him being at the hospital and then him escaping. And so she always... She doesn't really get the full story until... A little bit later on in the movie and then she just thinks serial killer his victims all look like me maybe he's coming after yeah. me yeah makes a hundred percent sense How? for her though for her yeah. it makes sense for her but i'm like he was in your bathroom how do you think <laughs> like, he got in there <laughs> how do you think he got in your room uh but yeah for her it makes a ton of sense and 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 even so like 
when she does get there and he does have the baby mask, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe she was right. Maybe. But then that's another thing that I do like is they, the baby mask is just a mascot for their school. Yeah. So anybody could have that mask. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's supportive of the school or who has been to the school before, which is another thing that happens with her professor is she finds the mask and is worried that it's him but i'm like girl that's just a mess like that's the school ma- yeah. he works at the school he's <laughs> just a mascot yeah but it was good i think it was good on them to use it like that though because it reminds me a oh, lot of, yeah it reminds me a lot of scream because it adds that whodunit element to it because it's such an mm-hmm. easily accessible outfit that it can be anyone i'm um, just like how at some point in the scream universes the ghost face costume is very easily accessible to a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. so in that regard, I think that was smart because it keeps, it keeps you kind of guessing at who on this hit list potentially could be the killer. Um, but I also like, I like that I disliked the killer design. I know that is very... Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Like Ooh, in, okay. in the sense of just like the baby mask I thought was very silly. Like it was a very silly... Uh, image for the killer um yes there's some parallels with birthdays yada 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 sure whatever but i just thought it looked very goofy personally Mm -hmm. but because it looks so goofy it helped me not focus as much on the killer and i think for my viewing that was helpful because although she was dying right like the point is that she dies and comes back but i think the point of the movie for me at least was her journey personally and becoming a better person um, so I like that I wasn't too concerned with the killer. I think the one time I thought the killer was dope as fuck was the police car explosion. That was pretty cool. That was pretty vindictive and cool. I like that death. Um, I yeah. even liked her reaction to the death of just like, damn, <laughs> you got me with this yeah. one. All right. <laughs> yeah, you wow for this one. And I think with that death, that death really solidified to me that it was someone that knew her. Because they had a birthday candle. Mm-hmm. I was like, they know, they know it's your birthday tree. So I, I liked the baby mask. I actually really liked the killer design. I think especially when you find out who it is, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. Because I'm like, you really just kind of threw this shit together. Yeah. You needed something. So you threw on the one black hoodie you own, mm-hmm. some black pants, some <laughs> black shoes, and then... And pop the mask You needed a mask. Yeah. yeah, you need a mask. And you, and I, and it's like, oh, that's another thing that they kind of set up is the guy selling the masks and like support. And he's like, oh, yeah, school spirit, whatever. And so you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they probably grabbed the mask then mm-hmm. and got it ready for, for later that night. But yeah, I liked the baby mask. It is pretty, it is silly, but I don't, I kind of like how like that's, would be the last thing that you would see before you die it's just so ridiculous it's ridiculous and, like, baby mask just so annoying mm-hmm. like i would be mad i'd be yeah. legitimately mad <laughs> like god damn i got killed by the baby again fuck not, not this like anybody but this <laughs> but who is what is your favorite what's your favorite death oh it's 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 the car one the car one for sure the car one yeah Getting stabbed by the broken bong was another close mm-hmm. second, but the car one for just the setup and everything around it to how we got to that death, I thought that that was a really good one. 
Yeah, the car bomb was really cool. I <laughs> the bong death in its execution, like being killed by the bong, although that's not my favorite death. That is my favorite scene. That guy dancing in the background had me fucking <laughs> dying. Dude, I was cracking up. I, I, the way that he like backed up away from her. Right. And was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like moving his hips in the background, bro. And then, and then like just how it kept cutting to over her shoulder and he was like silently fighting with the killer to that music that was playing and the strobe lights were going off. Oh my God. That scene had me in fucking stitches. So (laughs) for the way that it unfolded alone, Mm -hmm. I liked, I liked that scene a lot. I love that we, the first day we get the setup with the, um, with the tunnel way and the cupcake, right? As like the, this is how she's going to die. It's presented to you. And then I enjoy that after that first time, Tree was smart enough to avoid that scenario and yeah. that we had to find new ways for her to die. Um, I thought that that was very creative and that was a great way to not let the death get stale. Yes, I think it was really... Because Tree does have to... Because she's having this day over and over again, she has to also grow more clever mm-hmm. with the way that she handles this killer and and she does i think that they did a good job at making it where she tries to learn from her mistakes she yeah avoids the tunnel she she thinks okay i'll just lock myself up in my room that doesn't work so then she tries to be out and about that doesn't work it's like she is trying everything and hoping that something will stick something will be enough to prevent this from happening and she's like coming to realize okay it just doesn't matter like what i do because apparently this is just my fate and i especially love that you finally get to a point where it's like okay like she might be good she might have figured something out and then carter dies and she's like I can't not reset the the day. Like, I have to. I like little things like that where it's like, because she's getting smarter, because she's getting more aggressive in her, like, she's no longer on defense. Like, she's starting to be more on offense. Mm -hmm. Because that's happening, you have to find other ways for her to either want to reset the day or for the day to have to reset. And I think by adding little elements like that, you keep the audience... Like, you keep them at bay. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. I okay, I appreciate that. I get it. I would probably do the same thing. So, like, Tree, you are still a smart character. Yeah. Like, despite what has happened, I don't think you're dumb for making that decision. Oh, and no. I'm like, that was cool. I yeah. I, lo- I love watching her change along with her situation. And I know this movie came out um, far earlier than, like, some of the new, all the, we're in multiverse land um, with a lot of different <laughs> movies right now. And one thing that I think gets introduced in that is this idea that there are things, despite whatever universe you're in, whatever timeline you're in, that are kind of inevitable. They're inevitabilities. Like, no matter what you do, it's going to happen. And I enjoyed the parallels to this movie with her death, where after she avoids death the first time, you think that, okay, maybe there's a way out of this, but, like, it doesn't matter where she goes by the end of this day, 
until she figures out what it is that she has to change, she is going to die. Doesn't matter if she goes to fucking Mexico, changes her name, and changes her face. Like, she's going to die at the end of that day. Um, I think that that is fun, and it adds that extra pressure to figure this shit out. Um, it's not, it's, it establishes that this is not a problem that she can just run away from. And mm-hmm. I think that that's another reason why I enjoy the car explosion scene, because it solidifies that. It's like, you can't run from this problem. Like, you you have yeah. to face this head on. This is not something that you can just put in the back burner. Yeah, it's like, this is, this is going to be an issue until you face it head on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when she really realizes she's like, I, li- I cannot run. Mm-hmm. I just, I have to figure something out. And I do like that she gets more assertive in that regard of saying, okay, I'm going to bring it to you then. Like, I'm going <laughs> to figure something out if that's the case. And I also like, too, that it doesn't end on a perfect day for her mm-hmm. because she does have a perfect day. Yeah. There's one one cycle that she has that is great. She is having great interactions or the interactions that she's happening having are happening exactly the way that she wants them to. Mm-hmm. She's leaving the impressions on people that she wants. She kind of like makes Danielle feel bad. She makes the one sorority sister that's always getting yelled at. She makes her feel good. Mm-hmm. She like kisses Carter. She breaks up with the shitty professor who, by the way, mm-hmm. Fuck him. Like, okay. True trash bag. <laughs> what I like what I like about what they did with this professor character is that like him and Lori to me are two characters that change. Like you the more you see them, the more your feelings towards them change. Right. I already felt like this guy was shitty, obviously, because A, there's already a power imbalance, and B, he's cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, he's already a shitty guy. But what I like about what they did with him is that you can really see that he thinks that he – he thinks that he is, like, the one with the power. And he's so convinced that, like, Tree's falling in love with him and that she's just, like, this stupid girl who's, like, all about him And that's, like, all he cares about is he just wants her to be, like, so madly in love with him that Mm -hmm. she can't think, she can't eat, she can't breathe. And that's just not, like, the type of person that she is. The only reason that she's sleeping with him is because there would be no strings attached. Like, she doesn't want to be with a person that she actually cares about. And And also her grades, I think. (laughs) Right, right, right. And her grades, for sure. Yeah, she runs good grades. But it's... But... I like that the more that we see him, that she kind of the every interaction they have, like he lets that slip a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That he's just like thinks of her as this like dumb lovesick like kid. Yeah, and I like that she sees that like more and more and more. And the same thing with Lori. I mm-hmm. think in the beginning, Tree's like, "Damn, you're such a good roommate, and I'm such a bad roommate." Blah 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 blah. And a lot of what she does seems very caring, mm-hmm. and then we realize how obsessive it is. Like, I, I, so obviously, it wasn't like a full perfect day because she didn't get, she didn't get that from Lori. She didn't figure out Lori's endgame. But, like, she 
she ends things with the doctor. She drops his class. Mm -hmm. She, like, does all this stuff. And it's a great day. She finally gets to talk to her dad about the issues that she's been having dealing with the death of her mom and the fact that they shared this birthday. And, like, everything is has this, like, perfect bow on it as far as her life. Like, that's how it should be. And then the day resets and nobody remembers any of that except mm-hmm. for her. And really, her final day is like, she didn't get to have any of those interactions. No, yeah. She does end up with Carter and she does talk to her dad a little bit. Yeah. But they didn't have that heart to heart and like, she didn't get to do all that stuff with all of her friends. Mm-hmm. She like, none of that stuff happens in that day. And I, I, but I like that. I like that it starts over and she still has to figure out how to get everything where she wants it to be. And also she like, has to kill Lori, which I'm sure she didn't expect to do when she right. woke up that morning. <laughs> it was it, it was such a good misdirect and like the best kind of ways because I think everybody at that point, if you hadn't seen the movie, would have expected that to be the final day. To have been like, all right, mm-hmm. this this is it. We're at the ending. We're gonna reset here, or we're not gonna reset here. Um, but when the reset happens, it just you get hit just like Tree does in that, like, what the fuck? We did everything right. How is this happening? And I think the her realizing that it was the cupcake, I think, mm-hmm. was very smart. Again, I think just great writing there of, like, pulling these things in. It's like, okay, I did every fucking thing right. How did I still end up resetting or dying? The fucking the one the one variable I didn't account for the goddamn cupcake is what got me Which and that's also leads delicious. you directly yeah it looked like a really really tasty cupcake like you I know eaten this shit <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Eric would have died seventy times over for that cupcake never figuring it out like damn I've killed like seven killers why do I keep resetting. <laughs> As she's eating the cupcake. Let me get a bite of that cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> let, me get, let me get some milk for this. You know, <laughs> the only part of her perfect day that was a miss for me was with, uh, what's his name? Tim, I think it was. The guy that she keeps seeing. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, Who yeah. She's yeah. not returning his calls. Turns out he's gay. Um, mm-hmm. That, for me, was, like, one of the least interesting of the, like, full movie revelations. Um, mm-hmm. Not that it was a bad revelation that he was gay for me. I just feel like they didn't use it. Like, it didn't feel like it had a button to it. Like, once she finds out that he's gay, she's just like, hey, it's okay. You're gay. You don't have to pretend that you're not gay to me. Go be gay. And, like, that was the end of it. I was like... Yeah, and it's like, oh, gee, thanks. (laughs) Gandhi. Like, what? Okay, thank you. (laughs) I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, and just because, like, her main issue with him, right, is, like, she's avoiding him, like, not answering his calls. And so if you're going to go down that route of, like, okay, he's just upset because he's trying to become good friends with her and she's mm-hmm. avoiding the friendship, okay, but let that be the button then. Um, I think yeah. for their button, she was just kind of, like, on a soapbox for a second and then walked away. I don't think that character got to fully have their yeah. resolution. Um, as far as like compared to everybody else, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I, yeah, I thought that that one was the weirdest kind of 
revelation and i agree with you it's not the fact that we discover that he was gay it was what she said like she's like just be with a guy if you want to be with a guy oh tim i know you're back there hey tim hey hi uh you haven't returned any of my texts look tim let's get real i know you don't like girls stop trying to be someone you're not love is love right now you go out there and get yourself a fine piece of man ass. It's like, bitch, if it was that easy, then yeah, <laughs> I would. And like, yeah, I, I feel like it would have worked better if she was like, Tim, like, we both know this isn't going to work, but I would love to be your friend. Yeah, something like, like that. You should go, you should go and see any, you should go date some, like someone else that you're really into mm -hmm. and I'll be there for you. Like, if you want to talk about it and yeah. then have them, yeah, have the, just be this friendship instead of her being like, you should come out of the closet. It's like, girl, if you don't get on, <laughs> you don't get out of here with your blonde, white, attractive self who can date any guy on campus. Get moving. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't love that one either because it just kind of felt like it weird. It's just a weird place for that to stop, especially because we don't see him anymore after no, that. That's like that's it. it. That is that is for his that. resolution. You're like, eh. All right. It's like, not that I was so invested in that character to begin with, but still, like, they could have... Yeah. It could have been tweaked a little bit, and I think it yeah, would have... Well, especially because they set, they set him up pretty highly as a suspect mm -hmm. in the beginning, because he's kind of lurking in the shadows and stuff. True, true, <laughs> And true. so they kind of set him up high to be a suspect, and but then, of course, immediately he gets written off as a result of that. And of what she, when she finds out that he's gay, she's just like, oh, okay, it's not him. Mm -hmm. And then the next cycle is done. And I feel like they had kind of put a bit of stock into his character and then really kind of let that fall to the wayside. Yeah. I would have liked to maybe see him one more time mm -hmm. <laughs> doing something, anything. Yeah. But yeah, being gonna do. Yeah. Even maybe like, I don't know, like a lunchroom scene towards the end where, like, he's sitting at a table with her and Carter and they're all just, like, eating together, like, being friends or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, like they're friends. Mm, yeah. Would have uh, hit a little different. But, again, nitpicking with that. It was just out of all the other great interactions, I thought that one could have been a little bit yeah. better. Um, yeah. But how would you feel now, you know, we find out it's Lori, it's been Lori all along. Um, she's the mastermind trying to kill our poor tree here. How did you feel about this final confrontation? Did it work for you? Yada, yada. Yeah, I, it did. Actually, I, I liked that it was Lori a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was a good surprise because it it kind of, yeah it's kind of like the scream thing where when you find out who it is everything that they've done looks completely different than the light of day mm -hmm. she seems so caring and so especially with the professor or Gregory you know she's she's the one who's kind of telling Tree like this is a bad idea like you're gonna deal with the consequences of that and of course you're thinking she means like the consequences from the school yeah. and that, that's going to come out and it's going to be an issue for her. But no, she literally means like, if you don't stop seeing Gregory, I'm going to kill you because she is in love with him mm -hmm. as well. And she's, it makes sense of why she's always pushing the cupcake first thing in the morning mm -hmm. and why she gets ups so upset when Tree doesn't eat it. It's not because she spent time on it. It's because she's trying to kill her. And 
I, I thought that that was I thought that that was a fun little twist because I think it like it makes sense of the the obvious twist in these movies is for you to think oh it it's this person because they hate her so much or it's this person because they're so aggressive and violent but then it ends up being someone more meek or Mm -hmm. someone who's a little bit more in the shadows but even still knowing that i think because Lori was so evident like she was always there just in the morning and she always had that one moment that was always the same Mm -hmm. in comparison to other characters who we maybe got to see a little bit more differences with i guess i wrote her off a little bit because it was like oh should we get to see her in the morning then she goes to work right it's like She's kind of irrelevant after that point. So that was that was fun. I liked that. And the fight is ridiculous. Like, oh, it's it, absolutely it, ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous, but it's fine. Like it's yeah. it, it, fits, it, it fits works the tone. for an ending. Yeah. It fits for the it fits the tone and it works for an ending fight in this movie. Especially because like Tree has We've watched her kind of buck up over the last few days and kind of fight people and and fight back. And so it's fun to get to see her finally confront the actual villain, as ridiculous as it may be for them to be, like, fighting in this dorm and for (laughs) the sorority sisters to be, like, just outside. But no, I thought it was fun. I I like her pushing the cupcake in her face. Like, Mm -hmm. it's... It's funny, but I was like, you're fine. Like, Lori <laughs> freaks out like she's swollen. Like, yeah, just spit it out. She's like, I'm like, you're fine, Lori. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> and you know, it doesn't bother me, but I can't help thinking about the fact that Tree got off with murder pretty scot-free. Like, yes, yeah. it was self-defense. We all know it was self-defense, but... In the span of a couple of hours, that whole police department, school, everything was real quick to just write off uh, Lori as as the as the wrong person here, despite the fact that Lori is on the ground in a pool of blood with the yeah. supposed poisonous cupcake all That's around her mouth. I'm like, tree, tree, the evidence. <laughs> Why are you smashing the evidence in her face? I was like, keep the cupcake. So you can prove that she tried like, to poison you. I'm happy You're the that one who she, kicked her through a window. I'm happy that <laughs> she wins. I'm happy that she gets away with it. But from a police perspective, I feel like y'all should have at least taken homegirl in for questioning. <laughs> yeah. 110%. Because I'm like, from our standpoint, Tree <laughs> kicked Lori out of a window <laughs> for no reason like that's what everybody no not a single witness the only person that was there is danielle and she's just hearing things through the door nobody's like saying anything Mm -hmm. and so yeah like she doesn't really have other than the cupcake she doesn't really have any proof of anything else that any of this happened and there's like this like the whole reveal scene is done in private yeah and i guess like i guess maybe they could talk to gregory and see if if he can corroborate the story that they were like sleeping together and stuff but i'm like is he really gonna tell the truth probably not (laughs) so tree's the only one who can say like this is what happened maybe they smeared (laughs) that frosting off her face and tested it like all right all right 
Checks First, out. First, I gotta scrape her face off the sidewalk and <laughs> get the frosting. Right. <laughs> Now it's a, it would have been silly, but I would have loved for like maybe like an after credit scene of like her in the interrogation room, just like explaining. Yeah, so like I kept dying over and over again, yeah. and over time I just realized it had to be the cupcake, and just see two detectives <laughs> being like, must... "Yeah, this girl's out." Because even when she, even when she's explaining it to Lori, Lori's like, "Okay, I guess I'm gonna kill you again then." Like she thinks she's <laughs> fucking crazy, yeah, she and she's even... the one who's been poisoning her cupcake. <laughs> So I'm like, surely the police aren't going to believe any of what you're about to say. <laughs> but you know what? None of that matters because we get the happy ending, but I think all of us mm. want at the end, so it's completely fine. Um, I enjoy where we end up with all the characters, um, you know, minus Tim, but I think that everybody had a noticeable change in Mm -hmm. their personalities and the way that they carry themselves and their relationships. And I think where we land for the most part is good. Like I really like the landing spot that this movie stops at. Yeah. I I agree with that. I'm pretty satisfied with where we end up. I think the most important thing for me is I just wanted Carter and tree to get together and Mm -hmm. they do. So that's, that's fun. And I like to, I always love the emotional core of these movies, and I think that the one in here, like the underlying emotional story for Tree, is really, really effective. I think that it's really, like, it really helps to give her character, like, to ground her character Mm -hmm. and to give the birthday much more meaning for her because to everybody else it's just like this excuse to party and to celebrate and for her it's like this really serious moment in her life that is kind of haunts her every year and I thought that that was just a great story I think that a lot of people can relate to that feeling of like not knowing like once a loved one has passed away kind of avoiding that topic like Mm -hmm. not even wanting to talk about them or celebrate them or do anything because it's it's admitting that they're gone kind of a thing and i liked i liked that i i liked that they covered that with her and i thought that that was clever to have the birthday like that's why the birthday is such a big deal rather than it just being like i hate my birthday or like Mm -hmm. something like that because that's the biggest thing that she needs to get past is that it's okay to still like celebrate this day and i think having her die on it it's like she already hates this day so much and like this day already harbors like death for her right so i think it's interesting to have it where it's like you not only have to relive this day over and over again but like now you're gonna have to die on that day too Mm -hmm. um so yeah i i like that she has to work through that and work through those issues that she has and that by the end she just seems like so much more comfortable with it yeah and i'm sure that's something that they go into in the second one like i'm sure that they continue that thread line because like i said with the way that it ends she doesn't really get that moment with her dad right kind of say hey like this is how i've been feeling about things but Mm. but yeah i think that both this movie and freaky do a really good job of throwing in these like extra emotional layers that as ridiculous as the actual story is, like, you can relate to that mm-hmm. bit of the story. I feel that. I feel that. 
Um, do you have, after watching this, do you have any interest in actually watching the sequel or do you think you're satisfied? No, yeah, I definitely want to check the sequel out. It looks, I rewatched the trailer for it and it looks just as fun to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm happy that they're going into the same elements because I think that's what really makes this movie work is the repetition and the replaying of the same events like that's what the fun is of this movie so i'm glad that they like stuck with that for the sequel Mm -hmm. so yeah no i definitely want to check it out um i probably honestly will here fairly soon because yeah i was pretty happy with this movie i will say when i i when i wonder if maybe too it's because this one's a little bit older so i'd be interested to see if the sequel maybe holds up a little bit better for me in this regard is some of the humor in this one didn't land for me as much as i like was expecting it to true but i also feel like maybe if i saw this like right when it came out it would have hit different a little bit yeah it would have stuck for me a little bit yeah that's fair um, and then one more question, uh, something that has been circling in my brain a little bit. This is based off some theories that I've seen other people on the internet have um, on this movie. And one was that uh, part of the message of Happy Death Day was actually about nature conservation and like water conservation and stuff like that with having a character um, as uniquely named as Tree and then the little tidbits that get thrown in there of, you know, Tree is this character that's being cut down every single day. Um, the first thing that she sees when she leaves her apartment is this person trying to stop global warming with a tree hugger shirt on. Um, just these little nuggets about, like, the preservation of our planet Earth and how it's dying every single day. I've seen some people put that as a theory. I'm curious if you agree with that. Do you think that's a stretch? I mean, that could be. It sounds like a bit of a stretch for me. I mean, it is her, like, her name being Tree is, like, a little strange. Yeah, I mean, her full name's Teresa. Yeah, but. Like, I've never heard anybody use Tree as a nickname for Teresa. Sorry to any people out there who go (laughs) by Tree, but I've never met you before. (laughs) That's fair. But that, that, when I read that bit, it got me interested in the rest of the things that people were saying. I was like, that makes, that's a, that's a solid point. I've never heard anybody be named fucking Tree before. And and so like the parallels they were making, I was like, these make sense. I would love to hear, you know, from like the director of the writer's mouth about like whether or not that was a thing that was, Mm -hmm supposed to be included yeah. into it but i'm not entirely sure myself it's it's possible like i kind of wondered if they named like if it was tree because it's like rebirth or like the tree of life like mm. that's what i was wondering is i was like is that why her name is tree but um i guess with the tree hugger thing and like the person who's like stop global warming i just thought they put that as the the thing like the petition because global warming is something that everybody should be worried about and the fact that tree wasn't was kind of like a yeah she's really shitty because it's like global warming is impactful to everyone and it's one thing that like you should be like yeah of course like i want to stop global warming like yeah i'll sign your bill because literally it was just like sign the petition like she didn't even have to do anything she literally just had to sign her name Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i thought that they chose that because it's like the fact that even she's like no i don't give a fuck about it is like 
that's how selfish she is is she just doesn't even think that it impacts her life Mm -hmm. in this moment like she couldn't be concerned at all with the earth she just like is drunk and trying to get back to her or hungover please don't please don't stop my walk of shame right now Um. yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that's the reason i thought they had chosen global warming because it's such a like huge what's the word i'm looking for issue issue a huge like global issue that everybody pertains to you regardless of you know like age gender whatever you should be worried about that and she's like i would literally love it if you fucked off basically, <laughs> and I'm like, tree y'all you could probably just write tree on the petition if you accept it. <laughs> uh, okay well i was just curious about that because i didn't read that i was like i wonder yeah i mean that's an interesting it's mm-hmm. an interesting theory i'm sure i'm sure that there is like a lot of things too that do back that up if you looked into it i guess i just didn't look that yeah, I wasn't I wasn't paying attention that deep uh, the first time yeah. through. But um, if again, if homies y'all listening and y'all have any theories, let us know because I'm curious. This this does seem like a movie that is packed with little Easter eggs. That the more you watch it, you probably catch more things that may reveal new things, set you up for new ideas, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but overall, still a very fun watch, and um, I had a lot of fun watching and talking about it. It's just now the uh, question of what do we rate it out of? We could rate it out of birthday car explosions. Birthday. We could rate it out mm-hmm. of death cupcakes. Death cupcakes. Could rate it out of baby faced killers. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that one. I'm not going to lie. Baby faced killers. Yeah. <laughs> It's just the way it sounds. I like saying baby yeah. face killer. <laughs> yeah, like this sound like a rapper did me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, would you like to go first or second? Um, you, you, How about you go first? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, I think I would give Happy Death Day 4.8 out of 5 uh, baby Whoa. face killers. Yeah, I think this is a really good movie, y'all. It was fun to watch from beginning to end. Characters were interesting. I love the Groundhog Day aspect of it. Um, I love the growth of the characters over time. That was very um, engaging to watch. And I think, as Erica was saying earlier, there's a very natural progression for a lot of people. And um, it's kind of endearing to see these characters become better people by the end of this whole ordeal. Um, the Things are very whimsical and wacky at times, and for the tone of this movie, I think that is A-OK. Um, I just knocked, like, a couple points just because there are a couple plot points that are a little, a little too ridiculous for me, but outside of that, all around, um, fun movie, well-written, well-directed, I had a great time. So, 4.8 out of 5 Babyface Killers. Nice. I'm going to rate this 4.1 out of 5 Babyface Killers. Solid. Yeah. Yeah, this movie's just fun. It's got romance. It's got comedy. It's got drama. It's got it all. (laughs) But at the same time, it's like fun. It has this fun mystery aspect to it. The horror in it is enjoyable. I actually really... think the nice thing about it is it's like you get multiple chase scenes with the same character and thankfully i like 
those characters. Like, I like seeing them be involved in these fight and chase and death scenes. So I was looking forward to those resetting every time. But then as time goes on, I'm also looking forward to Tree solving the mystery. I like all of the side characters that we get. I think that they played their roles perfectly. Um, the deaths are fun. The little moments that get repeated are a lot of fun, especially too. I forgot to mention this earlier. I especially liked the blackout scenario that happened every single night. I thought that that was awesome. How mm-hmm. it kind of affected things every single night, like little things like that are, are great. Um, the only things I would say are the humor just doesn't always land for me and so sometimes i'm like waiting for those moments to end because i'm like okay let's just get get this trucking along um and yeah i do really wish like like we said it's not that big of like the whole thing with tim is not that big of a deal but i do remember in the movie like after that happened i was kind of like huh like it kind of like (laughs) stuck out to me because i i felt like everybody else's moments felt so right for the characters particularly like the moments between carter and tree and like and even danielle and tree like i every like those just felt really nice i like the way that those ended and i was kind of bummed that that was the way that that ended with the only gay character that is in the movie so yeah i think those are the only things that that i was kind of like eh about but i'd be interested to see how these things get like moved into the next movie because i'm like maybe those things are solved Mm -hmm. and if that's the case then i might feel differently but i think for this one on its own 4.1 out of 5 baby face killers solid solid all right well that is it for happy death day homies what do you guys think of this movie did you like it did you not like it tell us please we're dying to know you can talk to us on our social media we are homies of horror on everything or you can chit chat with us up in the discord the link for that is in all of our social media bios our discord is where all the homies hang out talk all things spooky and say what's up to each other so if that sounds like something you'd be into then we would love to catch you in there you can also email us we are homies of horror at gmail.com you can email us requests recommendations and business inquiries and if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out that means it's monday and that means that we will be streaming on twitch tonight Twitch is where we play all of our spooky video games, and we like to catch up with the homies there as well. We usually go a little bit more into talks about the movie that we covered that week, and it's just kind of fun to say what's up to you guys, and you guys can come and watch us scream our way through some different games. So if you'd like to see that, the link for that is also in our social media bios. And last but not least, if you are so inclined, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review you can do so on apple podcasts the more ratings and reviews we have the better it recommends our show to more listeners that are interested in our genre and also it's nice to hear what you guys are thinking of the show as well so if you have an apple account we would love it if you do that or you can do it on spotify you can leave us a rating there just go to our podcast and hit the stars right underneath our name and rate us there once again the more ratings we have the better so if you guys did that we very 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 much appreciate it and we thank y'all but that's it
we out <laughs> we'll be seeing you next time next time i will be back in my regular office mm-hmm. and roshane will still be in la true true but that's okay we'll be seeing you then and <laughs> we'll be talking about another spooky movie next time yes and also gregory you made the not shit list in case you were wondering you on there you ain't shit gregory nobody likes your ass Gregory, I hope you die in the next one because you managed to live in this one. I don't normally say this, but I really hope. Uh, maybe I don't hope you die, but I do hope you, that you get what's coming. I hope your wife divorces you. How about that? You fucking tell. <laughs> How about that? I hope your wife's the killer and she cuts off your toes. <laughs> so, how about that? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Catch you next time, homies. <laughs> Bye.